200 people here, and we're so pleased that you've joined us. Uh, we appreciate that you've, it's an hour earlier, and it's Mothering Sunday, and at very short notice, you've joined us. Okay, that's fantastic. Now, you were sponsored. Uh, where were you? Uh, where, where, were you where, did you, where were you brought up, and uh, for how long were you sponsored for? Mm -hmm. I am from Bolivia, Cochabamba. I I have to say in this, because my family had big, big, big need, and the compassion showed all that suffering that my family was having, they took my sister, younger sister, to have a sponsor. I didn't have a sponsor, but I had the same privilege as other uh, children with a sponsor. Um, I've been since 10, my 10 or nine years old to graduate from high school. And then um, it was just amazing to have all that things, that compassion offer. If, I suppose my, and you will ask more details later. We will. But I'm happy to. That's brilliant. And that's lovely to know that it was your sister that was actually sponsored, because I know lots of people are worried that if you sponsor one child, how does that affect everybody else? But for you, it was a blessing for the whole family. It's really um, good to be here. Uh, it's a real privilege, actually, um, to be able to come and share with you in my home church. This is where I first uh, found out about Compassion, my first exposure to the work of Compassion through, uh, like many of you, I, I guess, through um, the passion of David Whitehouse, who was of wonderful volunteer for this charity and so um, what I do for Compassion is I do this uh, I visit churches around the Midlands most weeks and I uh, introduce Compassion to some churches and I update and encourage uh, existing church partners and existing uh, sponsors to keep going with their their sponsorship so it's a real honor to be able to do that and I want to thank Donald uh, for um, making space for us to have this this time together. Regina, we have to give sweets out to get questions. I don't know whether they do that in your church. Well, that would be nice. <laughs> Who would like to ask a question? Who would like to ask a question? Allegra, what would you like to ask? Perhaps James will repeat this. What was your house? Hang on, let's turn this on. What was your house like when you were growing up? Did you hear that? Um, not very well, sorry. Um, she asked, what was your house like where you grew up? Um, <laughs> it has 
because my family was in extreme poverty, we didn't have a house. We used to live in a, a small room renting, but we never stay in, a, in that place for long because my parents couldn't afford to pay the rent. I, yeah, I grew up in a family of five. I have my older brother, my younger sister. Um, we had to go to the restaurants at the back where the beans are to look for food because it was difficult for my parents to afford that. Or we have to choose between you want the ticket for the bus with this money or you want to buy food with this money. We normally choose food and that means we have to walk two hours to school, just one way and then come back another two hours. Wow. That's an amazingly different life to ours, walking two hours to school and two hours back. Yeah, question over here. How, um, how did your sister benefit as well as yourself? Like, what does she do now? Mm. Yes. Before Compassion, we never went to a dentist. We never had a doctor review. We never... I mean, we didn't have even water for us, probably. Our friends always said, you smell. Yeah, probably we smell because we didn't have water. Uh, but uh, in Compassion, they gave us all the things. They teach us all the things. My sister, she, ended, she is a teacher now because the pandemic is another situation. But she is a teacher. I also finished, I, I graduated as a teacher as well. Brilliant. Qualified as teachers. Fantastic. Uh, we've got another question over here. Nathan. No, not Nathan. Sorry. <laughs> Have a question. Oh, let my What difference does compassion make to your life? What difference does compassion make to your life? D did you hear that? Yeah, yeah. There is not, I can't say in one word, but it changed my life, my family, and the view of everything. Because I didn't know about God. Compassion gave me God, and then for me, that's the best gift they could give me. Knowing Jesus is the best. Knowing Jesus helped me to take good decisions, good decisions in my life. Thanks to God, I am where I am. I am who I am. And that is thanks. God used compassion for, so I can know him. Wow, that's brilliant. We're going to take one more question. Um, how did compassion help you? How did compassion help you? Anything to add? The first thing I would say is because we used to go to look for food on the beans or ask the people, can you give us some food or some bread if you have something? When I went to Compassion, they, I sit on the table. I had colored my fork and knife. I have my plate and a nice food. And then that was amazing. And I have real food. I have nice food. And then even my teacher that time on compassion, they said, if you want to have second one, just ask. I said, of course, I want second one, please. <laughs> that was amazing for me. 
Brilliant. Thank you, sir. Cool. All right, Holden wants to know if you have a teapot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. We don't have a teapot. They don't have a teapot. <laughs> OK. Regina, you have been absolutely super. We're going to talk to you in about 20 minutes. We're going to have a little chat between you and James. And uh, I've got some questions, which I'm notorious, Regina, for asking questions that I know we've never told any, for changing my mind. But I'm happy to answer all of them. Bless you. <laughs> Bless you. We left you in one room as a family when we were talking with the children. Just tell us how, your, how things changed from that one room to where you are now. How, how did that develop? How did that happen? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I ended compassion when I was 19. I was graduate, and then I started to be a teacher. When I was 24, I... Oh, um... Sorry, let me go back a bit. Um, we, because we moved different rooms or uh, different places, sometimes that rooms didn't have door, sometimes didn't have window. It was really difficult. But we ended in a big land with one small room in a corner. And the lady who lived next to us, she used to, she used to go to the church where compassion was. And she, talk with compassion and say, come and see this family. At first, my mom didn't believe that somebody wanted to help us. And then when compassion came to see us, my mom says, yeah, 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 we will come back. We will go where you are saying. But we didn't. She didn't take us. But compassion came back and they said, we really want to help you. Because all my what my mom hear, and then we hear is, you won't be anything in life. You are poor, you smell. And then my mom didn't believe that somebody wanted to help us after that many things. Um, but we, we went to Compassion, and then they said, we will take your sister to have a sponsor, and you will come us, with us too. We have dentists. Like I said before, we went to dentist for first time. We got doctor's revision for first time. We got the material to go to school. If we needed any book, they said, let us know which book do you need, and then we will buy it. They did. And they given they give us food, and they just didn't finish there. They were checking all the time in the family, how we are the family how we are doing. And then if mom get back sick, they always try to arrange to help the family. They didn't help just my sister because has a sponsor. They helped me, they helped my family. I would say compassion or the sponsor that changed my life completely, but not just my one or like my sister my whole family and then i think we can be a blessing for my community in bolivia as well because what we are now wow wow fantastic so you qualified 
uh, as a, a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the education and the health that you had received from yeah. Compassion. Wow. And do you know anything about the sponsor who sponsored your sister? I know they are. They were from US. They, they, he has two girls, and he. They always send a picture and a letter to my sister, and then every person who's listening to me needs to know this. When you are sending a letter to your children, you are sponsoring. Don't think you are. You are. How do you say losing your time, spending time, it won't come back. I've been there. I didn't get the letter, but I saw the other children. When they get the letter, they say, "Oh, I got a letter! Oh, look at this! I got the stickers as well." That is just amazing. You need. Uh, if I knew him, well, we didn't have technology, but it's recorded that how excited they get when they get the letter. When they know you are praying for them, when they you tell them you love them, you are thinking of them, praying for them. Please carry on. Tell them you are praying for them. Tell them you love them. You are thinking of them, because I, I, while you are doing this, you it's not you are not losing anything. You are blessing a life. You are changing a life. My sister's sponsor has changed my life, changed my sister's life. That letter means a lot for them, a lot. Wonderful, thank you. We'll ask you another question in a moment. James, it's very powerful, I'm quite moved. <laughs> uh, why do you, can you put into words what compassion means to you and why you, you work for it? Um, I've been um, I've been reading the book of Isaiah quite a lot lately, and at the beginning of Isaiah, um, God commissions him, uh, and he commissions him to deliver a message to the people of God, and that message is ultimately a message of hope, and it's a message of hope both for the for the now for the natural future, but it's also a message of hope for eternity about the coming King, coming Savior. And I think that's what compassion do. I think compassion bring a message of hope uh, to children that don't have any. One of the things that you hear time and time again from children that are living in these circumstances is they have no hope. They cannot see a way out. They, they cannot see any means by which their future will be different to, to their present. And so and God invites Isaiah. He, he doesn't command him. He, he says... Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And Isaiah responds and says, here am I, send me. And so I feel that I want to live in response in the same way that Isaiah uh, uh, did and, uh, and also to, to echo God's words to other people to encourage them to respond as well. Mm. Just tell us the mechanics then right at this point before we ask Regina another question. What are the mechanics of sponsoring? How does it happen? How much does it cost? What happens? So uh, the cost of sponsorship is £28 a month. Um, and uh, the children that we have here today, they've already been brought into the Compassion Programme 
Uh, and so uh, we always have, within each project, there are a small percentage of children that are brought in, and then we try and find them a sponsor. And then when we find them a sponsor, we can then bring some more children in to find them uh, a sponsor uh, as well. So these children are already receiving the benefits um, from the programme, but they haven't yet been linked. Uh, once they do that, we send them word very quickly that great news, wonderful news, you have a sponsor. And then we encourage our new sponsors to write to their child um, as soon as possible and so they can receive uh, a letter from them. And Regina's story of it transforming the whole family, not just the individual child, is that the norm? Is that what normally happens? Uh, absolutely. I think um, in many of the communities we work, their sense of community is very different. We have a very individualistic culture uh, and... So people see a blessing of one child in a family. You can understand that Compassion wants to help as many children as they can, but they have to spread that help around as many families as they possibly can and not just concentrate on one. Uh, and so people naturally feel um, uh, 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 concerned that, that one child's going to get the benefit and the other one isn't. But as Regina has beautifully articulated, it blesses the whole family, it blesses the whole community and that's a very very common um, testimony we get from sponsored children okay regina thank you for for, for holding on and bearing with us you you talked about your um, christian faith just tell us a little bit about how that came about mm -hmm. so i didn't mention that compassion has some area we call a spiritual area and i'm translating from spanish <laughs> but that I will be very, very, very grateful to Compassion always because they, I could meet Jesus through Compassion. Because Compassion, I, I just want to serve God, follow him, and then do what I can to help others how he did. Because God, God is amazing. If Every child who is getting a sponsor or who will go to sponsor know God, that God know God or not Jesus, their life is, is fixed. Having God in, in our life is the best. To make decisions, to look ahead, just, I would say, Compassion gave me God, gave me Jesus. For me, that's the best. I can't, I can't describe. If you are giving, if you are praying for that children, if you are sponsoring, you are giving God. Their life is, it will be okay. They will be, they will be fine, because God will be with them always. For me, that's the best. I, I want to follow God. I want to serve God. I want to do because he did a lot. Sorry, I I just don't know how to describe. But for me, God is the best that happened in my life. No, that's fantastic. Thank you. I don't know if there's a one question anybody else wants to ask, or if there's a question, James, that you want to ask, uh, Regina. Um. I was just going to ask, you've got your beautiful son. 
What are your hopes and dreams for the future? What are your hopes and dreams for your son? First is he can know Jesus as a Lord and Savior. That's my first thing I want. And then just he can be humble and serve his is living. <laughs> um, he, his heart can be to help others. Because I just feel I want to give back. Not for force, but because I'm very grateful to the people who help me, compassion especially. And yeah, I just want him to follow God. Regina, we're going to say goodbye to you. I think if I point in that way, I think you can see me. There we go. Yeah, we're going to say goodbye. Thank you so, Thank so you much. Thank you very much. Everybody's waving here to you. I know you can't see, but I'm passing on the waves to you. Bless you, and thank you so much. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. We're going to uh, talk with Doki and James, if you'd like to come and join me. And we're going to sit down. But just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do in uh, South London. Um, my name is Doki. Uh, I work with Lambeth College. Um, I work as a study practitioner. In other words, I work with special needs. I teach digital skills. You teach skills to special needs? Digital skills. Digital skills. Yes. Oh, OK, brilliant. And just uh, for a moment or two, just tell us where life began for you and your early years. Um, life began for me from uh, Uganda, northern, the northern parts of Uganda. And uh, anyone who's got a bit of history of northern Uganda, you know that we went through a civil war that lasted for over 30 years. Um, that was where my life began. I was born in the war. Um, I, I would say every time I see a war going on, like the Syrian crisis, then the Ukraine, it takes me back. Um, in the war, we lost everything. And when I say we lost everything, we lost our home. Because every, every evening, they would tell you to go and find a safe bush for the night. So, because the homes were not safe. Or most of the time you came back and your houses have been burnt down, so you have to start afresh. Or the rebels have taken over the, the, the homestead, so you have no home. You have to go and find somewhere else. So the bushes were our homes. Okay, and um, so you, you're in that war situation. And just tell us a little bit about the next store in the next part of the journey and, and your mother and your sister? Um, during the war, um, my sister was about 12 and uh, on her way to school, she was abducted by the rebels. Um, the reason as to why the rebels did that was because to them, they wanted young, um, it was easier to brainwash a child. So my sister was of age for them as a wife and uh, the boys would become young soldiers. And um, when my sister was taken, 
my mother had to go after the rebels to find them. So that was it. My mom was gone. We were not sure if we would ever see her or my sister again. So because of that, um, usually when the rebels abduct a child from a family, they're telling you we're coming back for the rest of the, of the children you have because they know the background of that child. So my father had to find a safe place for us to go. So we ended up in Kampala, the capital city. So your father took you in, uh, some, uh, and left. Uh, you, you didn't know where your mother was and you didn't know where your sister was and you had to flee. Yes, we had to. How we got to Kampala, I don't know, because I, all I remember is we had to walk for about a week to get to the next district so we can find transport that would take us to Kampala. And how old were you at this point? Uh, was about six or seven. Six or seven, okay. And just tell us then how compassion came into your life. Um, like compassion always says, uh, they work with the local church. And there was a Baptist church nearby that we used to go to. Like I said earlier, we used to forcefully, <laughs> my dad would force us to go to the church. Um, <laughs> So um, one of the pastors in that church knew what my family was going through, and uh, he came and told us about compassion. And so, um, unfortunately, when he told us about compassion, they were not taking in any, any children into the project. But then he told us when the time comes, um, he would, we can join. Unfortunately, on the day they were doing that, my, my dad wasn't home, he had to go looking for work. And um, so we saw, we saw these kids queuing up. Um, and so we also joined the queue. <laughs> That's how we became part of Compassion. Yes. Okay. And just, to, uh, just so the home that you would just describe your living conditions at that moment in, in Kampala. So when we came to Kampala, um, because my dad had his own children to look after, plus a few cousins who had, who had been orphaned by the war. So we were, about, we were 13 kids. So he had 13 children to look after? Yes, plus my dad, we were 14 of us in one room. We ended up in one room, and like I said earlier, it's, the room was about the size of half of this, half of this stage. Half of the platform here? Yes. 14 yeah. of you, one, yeah. one adult and 13 children. Yes. And um, that was our living room, it was our bedroom. There was no toilets in the area, no bathrooms. So you had to wait for the dark, then go and have a bath. Um, and education <laughs> and health at that time before Compassion, what was that like? Um, a few of us had the opportunity to go to school. Not every, every child was able to. Um, the reason being was my dad could only afford for a few. Uh, but at some point, um, most of us, the girls, had to s sit home because um, in Africa, you, they would rather send the boy to school than a girl. And so... Most of the time, we, we fended for ourselves. We had to actually grow up. You, you had to mature because you had to look after the family. Uh, I did a lot of rock quarrying, like breaking rocks to help out at home. Um, one time, my sister said, you know what? 
let's just boil water so neighbors would think we're going to have something to eat. But we had not eaten for a few days, and <laughs> that was how we were living. Yeah. So you cooked water so it would feel like a meal? Yes. Okay. Tell us what happened with compassion and how that changed your situation. Um, so when I was told that I found a sponsor, um, the joy, the joy that came to me, I had to share it. Um, I had to make sure everyone knew. So I came back running, telling everyone, yeah, I'm being sponsored by some white guy in America. <laughs> so, yeah, and thank God he was from America. So, yeah, um, that alone told me that out of the many children, he's picked me. Um, somebody really wants me to be somebody in life and he was going to make me somebody i was going to be um, i muttered to someone so out of the many i was there he saw my he saw my picture and he picked me but that wasn't the last news for me uh, the very first day i received a letter from my sponsor uh, Alia Rona was laughing because <laughs> <laughs> Someone from the congregation said that you know, he wasn't really bothered about writing letters, but I'm here to encourage you that it's very important. <laughs> so when I received my first letter, um, that was my second announcement. I had to make sure everyone read it, because to me, with that letter was my assurance that he was real that they were not just telling me that someone was there. Seeing the letter and the words of encouragement showed me, told me that this gentleman is real, he's really there. Um, the, um, my parents have kept my letters till today, so that has been very important. But the thing is, compassion made sure my spiritual nurturing was on point. The, I received my first Bible from compassion. Um, I learned to love. I learned that the love of Christ is not for just certain, for, for certain people. It was for everyone. I was part of that love. And I learned to, to, to let go. I learned to forgive because um, at that point, I had not, I, I felt like my mother had just abandoned me during that time, but then I, I learned to let go, I learned to forgive my mom through compassion, through what compassion taught me about forgiveness. But more so, compassion made sure we were, we, we got enough nutritional care. Um, the reason as to why I say this is because it wasn't just from the project that we had food. Um, Compassion made sure my family received food for the week. So every time we went to the project on Saturday, we came back home for, with food for the family for the week. So they made sure we got that. My medical care was paid for. My school fees was catered for by Compassion. We've got some box of tissues over there, James. <laughs> if you just want to run and get those, just in case Sorry. I get going, in case I start off as well. <laughs> just tell us then, what happened next through the, your teenage years? Tell us the rest of the next part of your story. Um, after my 
after my A-level, I went to university. Um, that was when I was coming off the project. Um, I studied computer science, but that has not been <laughs> the end of it. Um, from, in Compassion, you're told a lot of things. I, uh, we are told things like um, all sorts of hand skills, um, things like, like catering, tailoring. So I went to the catering bit. <laughs> um, I, and for that, I'll tell you this, I make some of the best cakes. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was, um, I came here because my sister is here. And uh, the sister I'm talking about was the one who was ab abducted by the rebels. Um, after about four years, we received a letter from someone saying that they had spotted them somewhere. That was to tell us that my mom had finally found my sister. So um, my sister Defron came back but struggled a lot with mental health. Till today, she still has ups and downs. But uh, for her to give back to society, she's, um, she's now working as a, a social worker for mental health. And through compassion, my sister received Christ um, because she would sometimes come and join us as well. And uh, she received a, a few, she received counseling from compassion, from the com compassion workers. So um, compassion has done a lot to my family. And what do you hope for the future? Um, there's, uh, as sponsors, you might think that there are too many, too many children to look after, but no, actually, what I always say is it starts with one child, and when you change one child's life, you've changed a whole family. And when you change a family, who do you change? You've changed a community. And when you change a community, who do you change? You've changed a whole nation. So it just starts with one child. So every time one child, I see a future in that child. And uh, with my sponsored children, I see that they, because I'm doing that, I see a future in them. I want to make sure they do not go through what I went through. Um, the other thing as well is because of what I'm, what I'm doing as a job is because where I come from, things to do with special needs is really not that. It's not really highly considered in Uganda, so I'm trying to learn from here so I can take it back to Uganda as well and teach them how that we are all one, we are all the same. And so you hope to go back to Uganda with yes. all that you've received? Yes. We've had a few questions, but I think you've answered most of them. James, is there a question you wanted to ask? Well, we, we were in Grow Together earlier, and one of the children asked uh, a brilliant question. They asked, um, so I'm just going to steal their question. Um, if, it ha if compassion hadn't come into your life, what do you think would have happened to you? Um, most of the girls might age uh, were married off at about 14, 15. And when I say married off, that's like an arranged marriage. They have to find someone older who can look after you. Not just you, look after you, your family as well. And if 
compassion had not taken me, I'm sure I would have been married off at that age, or maybe I would have been dead by now, died of AIDS, because the time I grew up, that was the time when the AIDS pandemic was a lot in Uganda. We were, we were gently trying to explain to the children that to be married at 14 is not romantic and nice. It's, yes. it's slavery and abuse. Yes. And that's what you feel saved from. If you have one final thing that you wanted to say to anybody who taught us here, what would it be? Um, all I want to say is thank you. Thank you for all that you're doing for these children and whatever you've done to every child you've done to me. Um, meeting you is like meeting my own sponsor, so thank you for being my sponsors. Oh, bless you. We want to pray for you. Um, and is there anything you particularly like us to pray for you? Um, yes. Um, I, before the pandemic, I set up something that... Um, because when I was growing up, we had issues with um, when it came, came to our time of the month as women. And um, every time, because you know, parents could not afford um, sanitary towels. So during that time, as a girl, you had to stay home. So. Uh, Getting to that, to that age, any girl that stays home before you know it, by the time they're going back to school, a girl is pregnant. So I set up something that whereby we collect, uh, we collect sanitary pads for girls in third world countries and send it to them. But unfortunately, pandemic came up. We had to shut down for a bit, and my, I'm hoping that we can. Brilliant. Can we say thank you so much for joining with us and safe journey home. And maybe we want to express our appreciation. Thank you. Uh, watching this online, um, uh, you can still get involved with supporting compassion. There's three ways you can do that using technology. You can um, text the code sponsor SCBC to 88802. You can, if you're familiar with QR codes, you can scan that with your phone's camera, or you can follow the link compassionuk.org slash hope slash SCBC, and they will take you through to a dedicated web page where there are children reserved for this church that are waiting uh, to be sponsored. If, for those of you here in person, you're very welcome, if you're into technology, to do it that way.